I didn't think at all that like I originally was ready to have a home birth, but I found that that was something that my spirit really, really craved and wanted. Welcome to the Happy Home Birth Podcast, your source for positive natural childbirth stories and your community of support, education, and encouragement in all things home birth and motherhood. Did you know that you can use your birth to deeply unite your family unit? Hey there, happy home birthers, and welcome to this week's episode of the Happy Home Birth Podcast. I'm your host, Caitlin Fusco, and today we're speaking with Anna, a mother of three precious children with a bend towards all things holistic. Anna and her husband decided to use their third birth experience as a catalyst for their entire family truly restructuring the way that they experienced parenthood and the culture that they wanted to present to their family. I cannot wait for you to hear how this played out. Anna was a student of mine inside of the Home Birth Collective, and it was so powerful to watch her grow and prepare for this birth experience. Now, being on the other side, I feel honored to have been able to support her in her newest, strongest version of motherhood. If this is what you are looking for in your life, I would love to have you inside of the Home Birth Collective. Just click on the link in the show notes to join today and use the code podcast for 10% off at checkout. All right, let's jump into today's episode. Please remember that the opinions of my guest may not necessarily reflect my own and vice versa. And this show is not medical advice. It's an educational tool. So continue to take empowered responsibility for your health and your family. Anna, thank you so much for coming on the Happy Home Birth Podcast. Oh my gosh, I'm so happy to be here, Caitlin. I, I can't tell you like how much of a pleasure it is to come and talk to you on the podcast after listening to so many stories of home birthing moms and listening to um, just the uniqueness in each of them and seeing myself in like every story. I'm just really happy to be able to... Um, share my own testimony now after listening to so many others. And I'm really thankful for the opportunity. So super excited to be here. I am so happy to have you here. And I I love hearing that. It's it's so special when we get to connect and especially after having had you inside of the Home Birth Collective uh, to be able to come back, hear your story, hear how everything went is just such a blessing to me. So thank you for being here. Would you mind taking just a moment to introduce yourself and your family to the listeners? Sure. Yeah. So I'm actually originally from Baja, California. Um, currently right now, my husband and my family and I were all in Central Oregon, just kind of learning about seasons here. And um, we wanted to see a new place while the kids were still little. But um, really, you know, the start of my story is a very like Baja, California central story. I have like a childhood where I grew up seeing the ocean every day. And I just have like a really deep connection um, with my family there who, you know, took care of our land. And we made sure to um, teach all of our, our family members, like how important it was to live holistically in community with one another. So that's really just like who I am as a person. And, and, um, Growing up, you know, we had a, a huge family. That meant that there was a variety of like health members or 
there was a variety of um, conversation around health and how it affected us individually. Um, but because of like those family members who I was close with who were sick, I really like as a young child wanted to um, look at how I could help them. And I think kid like sees ways in themselves that they can contribute to their family. And one of the ways that I found I contributed best was helping out in the kitchen. So, <laughs> so I always like, um, look to improving our health through food. And it was so important because we had such a rich environment around us that it was very normal for us to grow our own food, um, like resource everything that we could from um, local community members. We kind of grew up in that like holistic approach mm. before it was, you know, trendy or popular. Um, and we always use that in combination with any kind of like Western medicine. So just from being a, you know, a local San Diego, California kid and growing up, like visiting Baja on the weekends, I was able to like see how there can be a harmony like between um, Eastern and Western medicine. And in Mexico, it's very popular to like have that approach and to grow up like culturally with um, you know, holistic tradition, just a part of who you are. So from a young age, like starting to learn how to cook, I got jobs in kitchens. It really just started to develop into like me wanting to learn more about traditional medicine and holistic nutrition and even like regenerative farming. So I studied a lot and then my journey just kind of developed from there into wanting to shift that into a career. So I, <laughs> I really just like became a, a chef first and then my passion towards health grew from there. So that was really the start of like my wellness journey. And that's just a little bit about me and my background. Yeah. And I know, so you, so I did, I guess I had forgotten you were a chef first, but then you went on to, um, to dive deeper into naturopathy, right? Yeah, that's correct. So I went to study that for school. Um, I just found that I was really interested in nutrition first and seeing how that along with like lifestyle just really can affect health overall. Um, and so that was kind of where I started to like get into it and really that happened like right before the pandemic. So I'm still, I'm still a student. I still have a lot to learn. Um, but that's just where my interests really started. That's incredible. Wow. Okay. So we have this kind of foundation of this is how you grew up. These were the things that were important to you. This is what you believed. I'm curious to hear how that uh, is going to connect with your experiences in motherhood, how maybe how your journey started and how it's grown over time. So would you mind kind of taking us through this? You know, I would love to hear where you were, what was going on when you became pregnant with your first child? Right. So as I was just kind of ending my degree, I met my husband. We, <laughs> we fell in love like very hard and fast. And um, luckily he was already, you know, kind of 
involved with my family before I met him. So I didn't really like have um, too much like worry going into like being married and having a family right away. That was always like a goal of mine growing up. But um, so as soon as I was like wrapping up school, I met my husband. We decided to get married and have our two kids. Um, And so when it was like time for me to think about like, how do I want this baby to come into the world? I realized that um, although I had like a, a lot of interest from my schooling in having home birth back at the time, like I don't think I felt ready um, for a lot of different reasons. I mean, I, I really had to like de-radicalize it in my brain before um, I was ready to continue on with that. Um, Even though like I knew that would be a lifetime goal of mine. Mm -hmm. So I'm really kind of sad that um, I didn't try home birth first and, you know, really chase after going after that fear. But looking back, I really feel that like everything starts um, to teach yourself from a point and you can get to a point um, where you can overcome fear and it be a huge moment, not just for you, but for your family. Mm. So um, my first birth um, with my daughter, she was born in the hospital. My second bo- um, boy, he was also born in the hospital and um, they were very like typical hospital births. Like I did have pictosin induction. I did have epidurals both times and it really did take its toll on me. It took me even a while to realize like how much those births affect me. Um, and it took me a long time with my husband to like really pick those apart and realize like, how did that affect us as new parents, like starting out? Um, so just like going through the experience of being a young mom and having like those births, like without, you know, going into it without like, you know, hesitations of this is what we're going to do. This is what I want. Um, It was really just like huge teaching moments for both of us, especially because we didn't really have a lot of examples at the time of like, Hey, maybe you should try out home birth or, Hey, have you considered like, doing it another way. We really just kind of trusted our doctors at the time and, you know, leaned on like those expert opinions, um, thinking that that was probably the best thing that we could do. So I think that's like, the, I think that's a really important talk, thing to talk about that. Like, I didn't think at all that like, I originally was ready to have a home birth, but I found that that was something that my spirit really, really craved and wanted. Mm. And I also think that's important for like a lot of um, Latinas because I didn't see a lot of people who looked like me, like having home births or talking about that. And it's so sad because we have such a rich history of like traditional medicine. Like I said, like, even though I grew up in Mexico and I saw that, as a child, like there was this huge disconnect when I became an adult. And um, I see that a lot now that I have kids, how it's so important to like teach your kids your cultural traditions so that you don't lose that one generation away. Mm. Um, So I really had to like go through like that 
taking away of like the brainwashing that I had gone through from society. Um, just so I could really get in touch with who I was as a woman and, you know, what, what my heritage like meant to me. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's so funny that like, you think like you're going into like something that is really going to be like a safe place for you. And then it turns out like, if you just tried like a more simple approach, maybe that would have been better. Ah, that's a great point, Anna. Just that sometimes we feel comfort in complexity, (laughs) you know, like that thought of like, oh, but it's so rigorous here. Like there's so many protocols, like there must be safety and realizing, oh, wow, actually simplicity is key, baby. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. I mean, my husband and I, we started out as a young family. Like I was 22 when I had my daughter. So just having, um, starting out like so young in California and just really getting thrown into 2020 with two toddlers, like we were in for a reckoning, like we were really, um, forced to like find our voice as a family early on. And even though it didn't happen with the, you know, my first or even my second birth, I'm glad that it happened, um, with our third Mm -hmm. and, we just really wanted to work to like protect our family from, you know, certain experiences that we went through just as far as like misdiagnosis and kind of like mistreatment in the medical system there that was just really happening everywhere around us. I'm sure like everyone has their own testimony of 2020 and how, you know, it really ended up being like the year of like perfect vision for us and an unveiling for us. So we really like leaned into what we were discovering at the time. And we looked for ways that uh, matched with our background and like helped us heal our body and take charge of our, our family's health. Mm. So we knew that like we wanted to plan to extend our family. Um, I had my daughter in 29 in 2018 and then our son in 2019. So luckily we really like took those two years to recover before we even thought about extending the family. So we kept getting back to the idea of like, Oh, let's give birth in the covering of our own home or, you know, like that's, um, that's something we're hearing more about now. And we decided that was really what was best for us and what we wanted to do. So with those first two experiences, I know they were just, you know, um, typical, hospital birth experiences, but I did hear you mention it and and maybe not even in the moment, but looking back, it really did impact your motherhood experience. Could you share about that or what was it about those experiences that, that had an impact um, and that then caused you, especially during the pandemic to consider, Hey, maybe, maybe there's something else out there for us. Maybe there's a different way. Right. So I really want to talk about how I really became obsessed at the time about neuroplasticity. I mean, that was something that was in the news that we had, you know, just kind of been discovering for ourselves. And I just loved the idea of taking like traumatic events, especially like birth, where it's such a life changing experience and thinking about like reliving that 
and taking your power back to like changing the story how you wanted it to go. So for me, you know, with my two other births, it was really hard to not tap into the full potential of my power. So um, I felt like I had, you know, a lot of hesitations around pain and like not wanting to experience like pain um, as a new first time mom, where I was like, I, you know, I just want to be able to like get through this versus like seeing it as an opportunity um, to show like kind of athleticism in my own body. So that was something that I faced um, as a new mom where I really had a lot of hangups about, you know, feeling like physical sensations of pain. So that's what led me to like wanting those epidurals both times. But I didn't realize until my postpartum periods with my other two births, like how much that kind of messes up the hormonal process in your body. Just like suppressing the body's like natural rhythm, you know, it is going to play out later on. So postpartum periods for both pregnancies were very hard for me afterwards. Um, I didn't get that like natural like boost of pictosin or um, natural boost of oxytocin because of the pictosin. And um, really both births, I was so groggy afterwards Mm -hmm. that it took me a while to really feel like in my body and like present with my family. And, you know, like those moments after birth are so key. So just having like that period of lack, it really like, it kind of put like a hang up in like my, my um, chance to like become a mother, you know, and see myself as a mother, as a new mom. Yeah. Yeah, that is. And do you feel like that was something that you noticed immediately or was it as time went on and you reflected back, it was more noticeable? Uh, a little bit of both. Honestly, I I feel like immediately just because of like the grogginess and being in the hospital, um, that it took me a while to like be excited. You know what I mean? Excited about like, oh, here we are. This is what we're doing. And I mean, sim- that can be simply because, um, you know, I was, I had a lot of like medication running through my system but it can also be like a spiritual thing where there were so many other people in the room kind of influencing like the come and go that it didn't really feel like um, a huge event for everybody else, even though it was for me, you know? And so that was something that I saw is like, I saw that like my doctor was on their schedule. My nurses had other patients. Like I just didn't feel like, it was as big event for them, even though like I invited them into that and then, and into like our family story. So wow, that is a, an incredible point, Anna, like that's huge. The fact that the way that the surroundings were set up, it, it minimizes the magnificence of what just happened to you and your family. Mm-hmm. It, it was, it was really challenging as a new mom, you know, thankfully I did have family who came and visited me and, you know, I have that big extended family that I talked about. Um, so they were the ones who really like pulled me out of that and were, they're like, 
this is your new life, Anna. This is important. They were the ones who were like speaking life over me and encouraging me and kind of like waking me up. And I'm so glad like culturally that I do have that because I see a lot of women who, who don't. And I can totally understand like why, um, you know, a lot of people and a lot of families, like they just isolate themselves inside the hospital and it is like a stressful period if you don't have other people around you who are like excited to be on a journey with you or excited for like this new family member to come into their lives as well. Mm-hmm. That's a great point. Okay. So you had these two um, hospital birth experiences. We then get to 2020. Um, you're starting to really reconsider things at this point. Uh, and how does that progress and and take us into our next pregnancy? Right. So um, just with my background, like it was really easy for me to like have a jumping off point to getting into like the home birth realm. And like, I'm glad that like it was kind of um, just like a beacon for myself or, or it was like a goal for myself that I had set where like, even though I didn't feel ready, like it was always like something open on the table. And um, the more like I kind of listened to home birth stories and the more that I like kind of educated myself about like what just happened to me or like what did I go through as a mom as I tried to like kind of unpack (laughs) those two births and learn more about like um what happens postpartum like how does that affect like your relationship as mother and child and even as you know husband and wife um I really am like was glad that I had the opportunity to listen to podcasts like yours. And, you know, I can't tell you like how many home birthing books that I had read just, you know, as kind of like a, a side interest and as like something that I needed to like grow an awareness about. So um, really like we, as we, as a family, like we decided that we wanted to have, you know, another child in our lives. And so that was important for me um, that our third one, we kind of talk a lot about family planning as a family. So it's something like we brought the kids into, we asked them like, do you want another sibling? Like, how are you going to feel with like a baby around or, or what do you think about like, I can't tell you like before I was even pregnant, like we dreamed about it all together three of us and that was just like something that really like boosted my awareness from the beginning about what a gift like a new child and birth can be and I was just really eager to like do whatever I could to like improve like our family life um, as an entire unit and not just like with myself so before like pregnancy even happened, like it was a discussion that we had gone to (laughs) at great lengths as like a family. That's amazing. Um, So like none of this really like happened overnight. Like I said, like, you know, it wasn't like I just started a new diet or um, this was like a year or two of like prepping and planning and, you know, 
demystifying like natural birth and natural remedies. Um, so I just like developed like this inner voice of trusting my body and it's like resilience to stress over time. So I tried, I've tried a lot to like, not really like buy into like the fear-based marketing that was like happening at the time. I think a lot of us like that took us um, a while (laughs) or maybe some people like saw it immediately, but I really had this inner voice that was telling me like, you know, my body isn't weak. It doesn't need all these solutions to problems. Like I really believed that I had like this innate wisdom, um, you know, like a caterpillar becoming a butterfly. That's really how I saw like pregnancy, you know, from the perspective of like being a mom, you know, you have this awe of other mothers of like, wow, you, you get excited when you see other mothers like walking around and, and you're like, Oh my gosh, I'm so excited for you to go through this process. So I had that excitement, like not just for other people, but it started to happen for myself. Um, and I, so yeah, I realized that like I had everything inside my body to like bring about this life. And, you know, I guess like that lesson, um, about homeostasis as a kid in science class, like it really affected me and it was like a baseline for me to keep going back to. So, yeah. And then, like I said, like, uh, growing up, we always had like a healthy diet. Um, we ate like lots of eggs. My mom grew up on a dairy farm. We were used to eating raw dairy. So I constantly like craved butter butter and like saturated fats with my other pregnancies. So I was already, you know, eating pretty well. And um, just my background as a chef, like I knew how to properly prepare grains and I was like a uh, sourdough breaker. So I had like that interest just from like a culinary perspective about like eating like nose to tail and how like prized like certain animals and seafood is like just from growing up on the coast. So um, when it came time to like talk about pregnancy, like I knew that leaning into nutritious food, like was a huge goal of ours. Um, But all the the other goals that we talked about as a family is um, how it wasn't just like me going through the process. I had other kids So we really tried to like maintain goals, like having like good sleep. Um, We tried to like work on like what it meant to like have a positive relationship with like two two toddlers and like how we can teach them to have like a rational, like happy outlook on life, like when problems are happening around us. So it was really like a big desire for us as like a family just to like focus on being a strong unit of four before we became five. So we just spoke about the baby often, like as if they were already a part of our family. So that was really, that was really like (laughs) where we got our confidence from to be able to have a home birth, just like working on what we already had and what we knew and trying to expand expand it. Mm. I, I really love that perspective of focusing on the foundations, the family ecology, and how that alone is the catalyst to all of this change. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I remember even just when we had first connected um, about like being a student at the Homeburg Collective, I remember stressing and like talking to you, like, how can I make this like a legacy for my family? Or like, I want to learn ways that this is going to impact like my daughter growing up in a positive way. Like I want like this experience to like deepen my relationship with my husband. That was like what like led me to even deciding to want to a home birth because I saw what happened in my other births and along with like learning about, you know, being able to like rewrite your own story I just saw that as a way to change like the direction of our family. Wow. So, okay. So we've got all of this preparation. You guys have done so much in the, the means of preparation for welcoming this new life. What was it like when you actually became pregnant? It was so different than my other pregnancies. I can't tell you that all those changes they completely added up. Like I didn't like struggle with a lot of the side effects that I did with my other two pregnancies, just like from realizing like how like nervousness or like tension and like your relationships around you, like really can affect like a pregnancy. So um, just as like I started to like encourage like this intermittent relationship like with my family it also like deepened my spiritual relationship with God Mm -hmm. so like even though I had like these like changes like happening in my body I kind of trusted that he was gonna like bring out like a redemptive situation and that this pregnancy was gonna be different so I was constantly like preparing myself for like kind of like an unexpected joy I was just like really preparing myself to like use faith like first and use like any kind of suffering that I went through as a catalyst for grace so I really just focused on like refreshing my family and us like using this as an opportunity to like find healing So that was like always this perspective first that I carried with me. And it just seemed that like, even though like pregnancy, just the change can like shake things up so much. I just had like a steady, like kind of like happiness or like a a positive outlook, (laughs) Um, you know, that just felt like different than the other two pregnancies. Like just, um, I felt like I had gone through like a spiritual, like maturity first. And so um, as far as like being pregnant, like with that, like positive outlook and like with that, you know, like healthy diet, it just like developed. um, It like developed a lot of like support around me that kind of like held me up. And that's why I felt like my, my pregnancy was so easy and so different this time around. Like I remember my first, my first birth, I had all of like the side effects, you know, I really struggled through, you know, a lot of like headaches. Um, I was just constantly nervous. I was constantly like wanting to like intervene and like go to checkups all the time and be in constant communication, like with my doctor and like have like this outs like kind of like outsource my confidence 
of like, if my doctor tells me I'm okay, then I must be okay. Versus this time around, I had that like trust of like, you know, I don't see any signs that I need to be concerned about. Everything is okay. Um, so I just had like a different inner voice happening inside of me. And it really like just confirmed that this was going to be different from the beginning. Um, and then I have to say that I've always like had longer cycles too. Um, so both of my pregnancies, I went well over my due date. Like I was two, two weeks, five, six, seven, you know, six, seven days overdue. And so it really was like nerve wracking back then to just like not really understand <laughs> um, what is like the process of like um, birth and like how does labor like play out. Like I had a lot of examples like in film and like in movies that were in my head and I didn't have a lot of like personal stories from people I knew um, like going through that. And then especially like in my immediate family, I was the only one who really like desired to have a home birth as far as like you know, my mother and like my sister go. So um, it took me a while as a new mom to like learn about like charting my cycles. Um, I had done that like as a teen, but it's kind of different as a mom because you have a lot of like irregularity um, postpartum. So both times that I was pregnant with my first two, I, you know, had like enough awareness in my body where I could tell pretty early on that like I was, I was pregnant. Like I always knew I was pregnant, like before a test confirmed. And then even, um, I, I had felt like implantation and noticed like those different sensations. So, uh, I was pretty lucky that like I had been practicing um, being kind of like intuitive with those changes so that like I had kind of a sense of like this is what it feels at this stage and there's a difference between the first few weeks versus like the middle part of your pregnancy um, versus like being a first-time mom. I, <laughs> I had no idea like what it feels like to have the baby like be moving around and changing positions and even like how your movement throughout the day can affect the babies. So this time around, like I had just gained a lot of confidence um, that, you know, I really needed to set myself up for like a good uh, and happy like pregnancy with my other kids. That's incredible. And so I'm curious to hear what, how that pregnancy continued and then on into your, your birth experience, um, with this being your decision, your, your first time deciding to have a home birth, what was your preparation like? Um, right. So I did do a 20 week scan. I don't know if I meant, I don't think I mentioned it, but I faced like a placenta. A placenta previa with my first um, pregnancy. So um, again, like that, like brought a lot of uncertainty and it kind of changed also my path as a new mom, because when you have that like diagnosis, 
they really like fast track you to <laughs> to like constant check-ins. So it wasn't just like me being a little bit neurotic. Um, <laughs> my doctor was like, I want to see you every two weeks. Like we're constantly going to be scanning you. I'm going to be palpating you. So there were a lot of like interventions that way. Um, I chose for this uh, for this birth that I just really wanted to do that scan to eliminate that and get some reassurance as far as like the baby's position. But um, all my other prenatal was really low maintenance. I mean, I did labs. I kind of had the mentality of like, um, let me just go off of like what my lab work says and let me maintain this like good diet and try to eat like whole, whole foods um, first before I need any kind of other um, assistance as far as like prenatals. And so um, that was just the beginning, like first half of my pregnancy when it actually like came to like finding a midwife for our family and like, I also have to mention, like, we were going through a move at the time um, after 20 weeks. So we were moving right in the middle of pregnancy. So I realized, like, I needed to have, you know, additional, like, maternal support around me. Mm -hmm. And have my mom, like, on the same street. I needed to have, like, other mothers who knew more than I did that would be able to, like, speak into me and, like, advise me. Um, Especially because we were moving to an area that we just... We didn't know anyone. Um, And I was pretty used to like connecting online from the pandemic. You know, we all became really familiar with Zoom. So I was just really like hungry and searching for a place where I could connect with other moms and like um, just have them along my journey with me. So um, as far as like finding the right midwife, um, before I had even found her like I researched like every midwife in my area and I just kind of like selectively like looked like do these midwives like have the potential to like align with my beliefs and ideas like does their like history of birth like instill confidence in me that we're going to be a good fit together so when I did like finally like move out to our new home I was already like prepared and kind of like expectantly like waiting to meet up with my midwife and be like I already know a lot about you (laughs) I really like saw um saw our team out specifically and that was so important for me because um when we finally like did meet it was a more of like getting to know each other versus like uh seeing if we were like a right fit if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, so when we did like finally like meet and like decide to work and continue together, you know, I really took a lot of time to like express our priorities as a family. Um, we really like told our midwife like all together, like, Hey, we want this to be an empowering, ex- empowering experience for like all the family members from our period, from our previous births. Like we really hope that this in, impacts us and like strengthens our relationship and like really heals like our family lineage. So we really like told her that like, it's important for us that we rewrite like 
the story of our children's births and that they see like um, this birth with this new child, like it can be like something so loving, so filled with grace and like how um, important like our bond as his family is to each of us. So yeah, it wasn't just like, oh, do I, do our beliefs last mine? Or can you answer all these questions for me? It was just really like kind of telling her like our background and what we were looking for. And then we also, you know, we did take that opportunity to see if our comfort level like um, matched each other. Like I made sure to ask those questions like, are you going to be okay that all my kids or my kids come to all of my appointments and they're not just going to come to the appointments, but they're going to be there while I'm in labor. Like, is it going to be okay with you? Are you going to feel like outnumbered by us? Like, do you have a student who can like support you? And uh, as far as like her comfort level, I asked those questions about like pain management, like, are you going to be okay that I don't want any pain management? Like, is it going to be okay if you like kind of sit back and observe me and kind of wait before, um, before like offering a solution? And like, even like as far as like cervical checks too, I didn't want cervical checks. That was something with my second labor with my son that I felt like kind of really slowed down the process because it held me back in my mind of like how long the process was going. And it was kind of like a false um, schedule <laughs> that we were going off of there. So I, I really told her that like, I did not want like cervical checks, like unless I really requested them. And then um, even too, we talked about like how um, I didn't feel like, the urge to push because I had the epidural, like I really didn't feel like any sensations. So as far as like being like coached to push, like that was something that I wanted to like experience on my own and really like kind of carry like a trust in myself that like my body would push on it when it's, when it was ready to. Um, but, I, but just as far as like bonding with her, you know, I just, we tried to like, keep it light. You know, I asked her like, are you going to be comfortable like carrying me from the birth pool to like the toilet? That's the most important question I have for you. Like, are you going to be down to ride when the the baby's born? Like, I don't, I don't want to have the baby in my bathroom. I, I really wanted to have, um, uh, a whole like labor, like in the pool. And so, um, I was just really lucky that like, I had found someone who aligned with me and not just me, but also with my kids. Like it was really sweet to like find someone who was like excited to see them on a weekly basis. And it really touched me to see like a healthcare provider, like take such a, take so much care, not just for me, but for the entire family and take interest in us as well. And, and it was just like, so life-changing to like have a midwife who cared like so much for like our well-being um versus you know my previous births where like I had a doctor who couldn't really even remember my name so it just impacted me so much like going through prenatal care with a midwife versus like 
working with an OBGYN. And that was also like, you know, a motivating um, factor for us to move. Um, you know, I talked about how I went past due with my other kids and I didn't want to have that fear of like, oh, if I go past due, my midwife is going to like discharge me to someone else I don't know. So I was happy to like move to a state where like um, the midwife really has a lot of say in how like um, she continues care with her, with her clients. So um, that was like super, super important for us. Like we wanted um, to work with someone who had like a lot of wisdom, um, but who didn't mind like sitting back and letting us experience like the innate wisdom within ourselves. That's beautiful. That's so fantastic. You were able to find that. Yeah. I mean, I was, I was really lucky. I was really lucky that I found someone who, um, you know, loved my kids so much and like didn't mind like sharing <laughs> the fetal scope at all, at all our appointments and like, didn't mind that, you know, I had a, a three and a four year old who were very curious and protective of mommy. Um, also I was super lucky that like, um, my husband and I spent time talking with our midwife about like how we didn't want this to, to be like a scary process for them. Like we wanted them to kind of recognize that labor is, is hard work um, first. And then um, we kind of like talked about like ways that we could all like help the kids and, and bring them into like the birth process. Like they were so inspired by the care that my midwife gave me that my kids, like they were constantly like playing midwife at home uh, in like their pretend play. And they were wanting to watch like farm birth videos. They just had like this interest that was really sparked from like all those appointments that they attended. And um, it was really cool to see like their odd like observations from like our appointments and, and they talked about like how um, they just love spending time like in the midwife's care center. <laughs> mm -hmm. So I just thought that was really cool. Um, and it was, it was really neat to see the kids like kind of like gain like a perspective, like so early on about what like healthcare can be. And that really happened at all of our midwife appointments um, that we had leading up to birth. That's beautiful. Yeah, it really, um, it does make such a difference, I think, in just going forward for your children to have seen and experienced and been involved with a birth that was, that was a family birth experience. How transformative, how wonderful would that have been looking back? I think like, oh man, what if, what if every child got to experience that? What if everyone got to see birth for what it truly is? So that's so amazing that that's what they got to experience. What I'm, I'm excited for you to, to continue. I'm, I'm looking forward to hearing how this birth unfolded. Yeah. I mean, I just have to like, even talk about um, how like previous experiences with, you know, getting to those doctor checkups, like were just so hard. And I just don't know how I even like had the confidence to like 
pack up like a newborn baby, you know what I mean? Cause like my kids are pretty much like as close right after each other as they can get for my first two. And so I was packing up like my newborn daughter to come to like my doctor's appointments for my son. And, you know, we would spend like two hours getting ready just to see the doctor for like 10 minutes max. And the doctor had no like real like interaction with my other child. It was basically just like, can you keep your child quiet? Like while I try to get like this work done. So just seeing like that intimate relationship develop over time, like that was just, that was transformative in itself. And um, it really like affected like my kids from the beginning, that labor, like when, when, when actual labor like started to happen, like they just knew like, oh, mommy's midwife is going to come over and then I'm going to have my baby. Like it was not, it was not like a huge, like movie moment kind of day. <laughs> um, so when we, you know, when, when it was time for me to go into labor, it just really kind of brought out like the essence of like what that whole time um, felt like in pregnancy for us. So um, I remember like, for this baby, like when I went into labor, I had stayed up kind of all night. I pretty much was nesting like pretty hard, like the le- the weeks read leading up to it. Um, I was, you know, 42 weeks and a few days, just like the other two pregnancies. Um, I, our house had already been clean for several weeks. Like I had my <laughs> postpartum kit already set aside, like that I had been walking past like nearly every day, just kind of eyeing it. Like when is going to be the day? Like, um, I don't really need to like get too much ready. It wasn't like a frantic, you know, kind of, it wasn't like a frantic experience. Um, it was just kind of like a regular, regular week leading up to it. I felt like a little bit of, um, kind of like Braxton Hicks, like, that week at night um or I kind of felt like pejorative labor like happening at night but they would always just kind of like you know it kind of just felt like an alarm happening in the background like hey you might have the baby this week so um the morning of it's funny because all my pregnancies like the morning of like our birth and our labor I knew like that was going to be the day. <laughs> and I always like for every single birth, I kind of woke up and was like, I think I'm going to have the baby today. <laughs> um, the only thing was, is that my husband, he was, um, he was kind of like still working at the time. So he was waiting on me to like, give him like the green light. Like he was like, are you really going into labor? Is this really happening? So I kind of woke up, I gave him like the news and then we kind of waited to make sure. And so a couple hours labor, things like started to progress. And I think it was just that like intuition of like, Hey, I really don't want you to go to work. 
and me have like the other kids running around. We kind of had talked and like discussed a plan for them. But, um, you know, I just think it was that sense of like, I really, I think it's time. And I know this baby has been like well cooked and well taken care of. So I'm pretty confident that like today's going to be the day. So I kind of, um, I texted the midwives. I said, hey, I think it's happening today. And um, I really let things like just kind of play out. It was funny because I was up kind of late the night before just doing like those random nesting ideas that you have. I was, I decided like the day prior that I'm going to make some wall art. Like I really love to have like some scripture to look at while I'm, (laughs) while in, while I'm in labor. So I had started doing like a late night, like art project. And of course I finished it being that like overachiever that I am. So I had that to look at um, while I was just kind of waiting things to like regulate and become consistent. And I think that's like kind of the best way to do labor. I just love like that progression and like the early hours where it's still slow and the contractions are like less intense that you can kind of like organize yourself. So I was just super thankful to God that like it kind of happened in like a way that like we could handle like my husband, he had a regular day with the kids. He tried to like burn out their energy early on. Like when my contractions were happening slowly, like we had time to like prep them and be like, the baby is going to come today. We had time to like take them aside. And, and they kind of visited me in the tub because I had said in the beginning, like, I just kind of want to spend as much time possible laboring in the tub as I can. I just, I love like, you know, the sensation of like the water. And I think it would be really cool to like try that this time around and see how it, it affects the progress that's happening. So um, luckily, like I kind of prepared like a never ending bin of fun for the kids with tons of like activities and snacks. So they were pretty confident to be able to just pick out those things. And, you know, it was so different, like just being home and not having to scramble to go anywhere because we did talk about like do we want to like transition to a birth center or do we just want to stay here and we just thought it best like why why take the older kids out of their environment like they're going to be most comfortable hanging out like on the couch or like hanging out in their room and we made sure to like make their new bedrooms like super fun and have like really cool bunk beds so they were pretty comfortable just kind of like hanging out with me and visiting me like during contractions. And so before the midwife even got there, like, you know, we had time as like a family to kind of prepare ourselves for um, what was, you know, going to happen later on. So I just really loved that. It kind of started off slow until it like progressed towards active later labor. (laughs) And so once like we had those like stronger erratic contractions, um, it had already been like some time. So it wasn't, you know, a super short labor. I think 
in total, it was like about like 10 hours, but comparatively to my other births, like that was like the quickest birth that I had, you know, with my other, um, with my other births with my daughter, like she was a full like 24 hour day where I was sent like back and forth from the hospital, like having nurses telling me I'm not dilated to being like, am I ready now? Just so much uncertainty. And it really just like kind of intruded on the labor. Um, and then even with my, with my son too, we had to like take a long drive just to go to like the hospital and to like settle into our birthplace. So just like not having to leave home was such a mental relief for me <laughs> that um, it really like aided like in that development towards having like consistent contractions. So once the midwives were there, I was already like hanging out in the bathtub. My kids and my husband were, you know, kind of like entertaining themselves unless I called them over or they, you know, had a, like an interest <laughs> in what I was, what I was up to. So I was so mysterious, kind of like hiding in my, in my dark, like candlelit bathroom. I was, I felt, I told them, I was like, I kind of feel like a cat, like just hanging out and like nesting in my, in place. So um, that's not to say that I kind of like, I didn't like have those old habits, like sneak up. Like I definitely felt like my mind kind of wander and looking for those, like, you know, signs of what was going to happen next. And so I really had to like rely on like all those months leading up um, to like that moment of like bringing myself like into mindfulness and into the moment versus like kind of like going down that path of like panic thinking of like, where's my mucus plug? Like, when is it going to come out? Like, uh, maybe I should like, maybe I should be checking and like see what's going on. So I really had to like practice, um, you know, and act, I don't know, like activate my faith and like rely on like um, you know, verses that I had like prepared for myself. Like I said, I was like focusing on like that scripture verse that I had been writing. I really like tried to think about, um, bringing myself like to like the water and like settling into where I was versus like getting like caught up in like, when is this, when is this going to end? Or <laughs> I hope this happens around nap time. Like, <laughs> you know, those kind of like thoughts that happen with like my kids, like running around, like in the next room over. So, um, it was kind of funny that, uh, you know, as like the hours kind of like ticked on my husband, every time my husband like came to my aid, um, it kind of like slowed things out a bit. And I've heard about that happening like with home births, but it was just so funny because I didn't realize that in the other births, like my husband didn't have like a super active role. He was more of like pushed aside to be a background character. And so, like I said, like it brought out like the essence of our relationship. Like I realized that my husband really does have like a soothing effect on me. And like, you could tell because it just slowed down my, my labor a lot. Every time he was around, I found him like so relaxing. Like I had him like physically like holding my weight when I was in like a strong contraction, 
but it was pretty funny. Like when I was laboring on my own, things were like progressing naturally and, and like I would have intense contractions and then it was kind of sweet. Like I would call out to him and be like, I need you now. Like, can you come over? And I, I just thought it was funny that, um, you know, like the midwives, they had really pointed that out to me that like things kind of, things are kind of slowing down when he's, when he's here. And I was like, you know, that actually just makes a lot of sense. Like as far as like our dynamic as a couple, like I totally see like why my body would react to him that way. Um, so, you know, just because it had been like a little bit of time, kind of like halfway through the labor. So around like maybe like the five hour mark, I did like have that drop of energy um, just because like I wasn't like eating a ton while I was in labor. I just didn't really have that desire to be like consuming, like, (laughs) you know, consuming like snacks and, and different things, even though I like had that prepared in case I wanted it. Um, also I had kind of that, (laughs) I still was kind of hanging on to like, I don't want to poop in the tub. Like I don't want to be eating like too much stuff where that situation would come up. So, um, my midwives just kind of advised me like, you know, if you can, like, let's try to like consume some of, um, like your calories, like in a liquid form, like, let's try to drink like this bone broth that like you prepared, or I see that you have like a fruit snack. Like, do you want to just take like a bite, like take a bite of this, like in between contractions. And I'm so happy that they did that. Like, honestly, it's just such a little thing that they did for me, but it really made like all the difference of just like being able to like sustain, um, just from taking like a couple bites here and there throughout versus trying to, you know, I think that a lot of women like in the hospital, they don't necessarily think about that because there's like so much like people like intervening and like offering them medication that you just don't really like think about like, Hey, I should be eating like, Hey, like this is an athletic event. Like I need to fuel my body so that it has the energy that it needs to like push this baby out. So that was just something that like, I didn't think about for myself, but I ended up just realizing like how important it was. And it just seems like such a simple thing that you would think about, but I really, I really forgot about it. And, and it wasn't until after that I realized that is what helped me out. So we were kind of like taking snacks in between. Um, but you know, as we were reaching that like fifth, sixth, like seventh hour, I did have like that dip in energy. And so my midwives were like, you know what, like, let's just lean in to like (laughs) your husband, like kind of being, you know, so soothing to you. And like, why don't you guys just like go off on your own and like, you can take a little nap. And, you know, at this point, like the contractions, like they were still like pretty close together, you know, like when, um, you know, the baby is like starting to like descend into like the pelvis. So, you know, there's like a lot happening in your body where you're not really totally able to like, just fall asleep and it progress on its own. So, I felt like I kind of entered like this trance like um, state and luckily like I had written out some like 
verses and some things that I wanted like my husband to read out to me like during that time. And so we just like went to my bedroom and I just remember him like reading so many verses like over me and just like speaking life over me, like telling me to like trust in God and like find new strength in him. I just, I love, um, you know, the book of Romans. So there was a lot of like verses from there and talking about how like God's glory is just revealed through suffering. Like he's chosen you for like this, for this exact moment, you know, the father's like going to be with you. Like he, my husband, he was just like, he was kind of like that voice, uh, like that spiritual voice that I needed at that time. And I can't tell you, like, I don't think I'll ever forget that for like the rest of my life. Like just having like that sweet moment of like him, like being like my spiritual leader Mm -hmm. and like, being like so like strong as like a man in his empathy towards me where that like just really affected like our relationship where he was able to like speak to me so sweetly but also just be like so authoritative in like his confidence for me and like his confidence like in like the Lord and and it just it really like impacted me and I can't even like tell you like how much like I don't think I'll ever forget that for the rest of my life just like being like in that moment where the contractions were so intense and I was so like you know just so vulnerable that like him being really like gentle with me it it just it it did a lot of healing and it was like that kind of moment that I had read about when I was reading about like neuroplasticity and when I was reading about like what it's like to go back and 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 kind of take your power back like in traumatic moments. So I I was just you know so affected by like that time that we were alone together in that room. And so it's kind of amazing that like after like I took like that time to rest and you know my husband like he had cycled through like the verses that I that I had prepared like it wasn't like he just read it like once and and I drifted off like no he was like actively like declaring these over me and like he was going through them I was asking them can you read that again like can you say this to me again like Um, he was just so certain that like every detail of like that labor was going to like work together for like my good. And that I was like in a, just a moment of complete like transformation that like he just felt, he just like filled me with like so much like inspiration and purpose in that moment that, that it really like was like a transformative moment in the labor as well. So, um, it was kind of funny. Like I did feel like that, like burst of energy after that nap where I was like, I can do this. And, and it was funny because I started just like saying that, like I kind of got up from the bed and I was like, I can do this. And then I would say it again with the next contraction, like I can do this. And my voice, like you could hear like the confidence change, um, every time. And so, we ended up like kind of like praying together as like a team with my midwife. She, she asked me like, do you want me to pray, say a prayer over you? And I was like, I would love that. And my husband was there too. And so we were just taking charge of like 
this birth, this labor is going to happen quickly now. Like they, you know, everyone's here. We're anticipating it. Like this is, this is my moment. So, um, we took, we took that and it just like completely like changed the atmosphere to being like, from being like super relaxed to being like this atmosphere, like just charged with like energy and charged with like, um, sureness of like what was going to happen um and so it was just a lot of like me like actively saying like I can't do this we had like worship music kind of playing in the background as well and I would like sing like as the contractions were happening I was singing I was like singing out in worship I had like my favorite songs playing like when I couldn't sing it was funny like the midwives they kind of just naturally took over like the harmony parts of the song and like I don't even think like they really meant to but it was just like we were all kind of like caught up in in the moment of what was happening and I just have to like really like shout out the midwives too for giving us like that space to allow that to happen like there's a difference between like being like kind of like a background character and like sitting back to really like changing like the atmosphere with like your attitude and so I just really felt like they contributed a lot of like security in a sense and like they did like really like blend into like that background music that was happening where like they kind of filled like that space in the silence and just like connecting like with us as a couple like in between those contractions just like smiling with us like um changing the atmosphere to like from uncertainty and like trying to focus the mindfulness to just like pure like excitement laughter and like still like having relaxed like a relaxed like attitude so i just really love that like they like made space for that to happen as a family and it just spread a lot of joy um in the room so it was like this like serene experience like from that like kind of pivotal moment and um and just love that they were like really aware of like what could have caused me stress and thankfully like we got to to know each other like so well leading up to labor that you know there was no doubt like that this was going to be like such a success so we kind of like go back into like active labor from there like after we like regrouped and had that moment and um i just like had those like intense contractions so i told them like all right i i need to like start walking towards the birth tub like we need to get out of my bedroom like this is happening now and i have to say like I didn't ever like reach these level of like contractions with my other births. So that was like a new point too of like, Hey, I backed out at this moment. The other two times, like now this is like uncharted territory for me or like, you know, and I think I really needed like that time to rest to mentally like prepare myself of like, Hey, you're going into something like you never experienced before. Like this is like the point of overcoming for you. And so um, I, you know, just kind of 
felt like the baby like start to like descend but it's funny like it just felt like so new that I didn't recognize that it felt more like a a bubble versus like having like like kind of like that bony sensation of like oh I can feel like their limbs and that didn't really connect until we were in the birth tub and um I knew like it was like time to like start pushing because I had tried to earlier and it just like did not feel right. So I didn't really like push until I really felt like that urge to bear down. So I was happy. I felt that like fetal ejection reflex because that wasn't a point that I ever had got to prior. Um, so as like the baby is like, you know, pretty close to like coming out. I just didn't put together that that bubble feeling was that he was still in his amniotic sac. And so, you know, I had spent all this time in like the birth tub. I spent a lot of time like just hanging out in the bed and I didn't realize like, Hey, my water has never broken. (laughs) Like, Um, And I was so like in the moment, like just trusting God that like it didn't put it together for me that like, hey, I might have um, an end call birth. I mean, we had talked about it like in um, in class together. And I talked about like how actually like would, you know, desperately love to like experience that was what that was like. And I just love that like. God really looks over those details where I prayed to him that like I would experience that one day, that one day. And I actually did. Like I was just, I was so amazed and everyone in the room was so amazed because it really felt like we were witnessing something like so, um, so intimate. Like this is something like only God sees, like how rare is it to like see a baby like in its complete sack and so uninterrupted and unintruded. So the midwives, they were like the first ones to see what was happening. Like they saw the baby like totally in his sack. He was facing down. Like there was no like, you know, urge to like intervene. They were also like in awe. My husband, he was in awe. I was, I was in awe because this is something that I had only like read about and, you know, I'd only ever seen it happen in, um, uh, in, uh, what is it called? Like when they're, when, uh, um, I'm losing the word <laughs> in cesarean births. Sorry. That's what I I've yeah. only ever seen like babies like taken out of their sack in cesarean. I've never seen like the baby born in its sack coming out, um, naturally. So for me to see that, it was just like, it was like a total outer body experience. Um, so we, we luckily, we, I didn't really want to have like a whole bunch of like video or, or cameras like in the room. It was really important for me that I just like remember and be in the moment. So, but it was such a cool moment that my midwives were like, can I record this for you? Like, we really want you to have this for later on. And I was like, yes, please. Like my mind is just being blown right now. Um, So he was born like totally in call. He burst his own sack in the water Mm -hmm. and I can't even like express to you any other words other than it felt like we were witnessing a miracle. 
we were mm-hmm. seeing something that like only God sees. Like when you read that verse, like I knit you together in your womb, like we were literally seeing like, what does that look like? And it was such a rare, rare thing to like experience, like not only in like a midwife career, but something that like, I would just like, you know, you see things in your life and you hold those images for like the rest of your life. And that was something that I was just like, oh my gosh, that's that verse like brought to life for me. Um, so he was just like so peaceful when he came out of the water. There wasn't like a big scream or like a shriek. I think I was probably like the loudest one just because I was in so much shock that I was like, let me see my baby. <laughs> like I was like so excited. Everyone else was like very quiet, like just kind of like observing me and, and that change of, of hormones, like kind of just really happened like so quickly. I had that like surge of like oxytocin just rush over me. And, and um, yeah, it was just really, really cool um, because I was just so happy and elated that like when he was finally born, I would, the most important thing for me was like, call the big kids to come over. Like, I want them to like see the baby. And so they were actually there and we all found out like the gender together because um, that was something we wanted to wait. We thought that would be really cool for the kids because they were guessing up until like the day of. So we, you know, we checked, we looked down, we found out that he was a boy and we were all just looking at each other like, wow, like we just went through that as a family. Like this is how it's meant to be. Like there's so much love like encompassing us in this room and there's so much like strength in our bond. Like I could, I can't tell you like how much it changed me to like feel that honor like from the whole family of like, wow, mom, like look at what you did. Like look what you contribute to us as as a mom and and just like the pride, like from my husband's, <laughs> from my husband's face and like, his, and even in his words, like, I'll just never forget like that feeling of like unity that we all shared together. And, um, just my kids, like just my kids reaction, like it really impacted me. Like they were so excited. There wasn't any like sense of like scarcity or, or fear in like the room like there wasn't even any like confusion like they just knew like hey like this is my brother he's brought into the world like he's always been here but now like we get to see him and and so it was very like very very like cool for them to just like be in the room and like like us all feel like that amazement all together so I was just like, no wonder my water never broke. Like it was meant to happen this way. Like God looked over every single detail, like even walking me through that, like kind of questioning from the beginning, like, you know, it was just so reassuring that like he had me in that moment and, and he took care of like every desire of our heart. So mm-hmm. even, um, even it's just like so hard to remember like any pain in that moment. Like I knew I had still had the placenta and it just happened so quickly. It wasn't even like 10 minutes later later that I stood up and I just kind of remember saying like, Oh, I think I'm going to birth the placenta now. And I did like, um, 
like I said, I just felt like that rush of hormones that I, it wasn't like I needed to push the placenta out. Like the midwives didn't have to do a lot of like pushing and poking around in me to like get this, get the placenta out. Like I had with my other births, like with my first daughter, there was a lot of like, uh, I need to take the baby away. Cause I have to push the placenta out of you because you don't have the ability to do it on your own. Mm-hmm. And so to just see like, the difference of like then to like the current moment, it really like moved us. So it all just like kind of happened quickly from there. Um, We moved to our bedroom. Um, I saw the baby like do the breast crawl, which was really cool. I also had been reading about that and it was just kind of happening like so quickly. Like I was just chit chatting <laughs> with my husband and the midwives and we just looked to the baby to the breast crawl. And I was like, this is the most like wonderful moment ever. The kids are just hanging out here. Like they're looking at me like what a memory to cherish. So it was like, it was such an outer body experience, like from then on. Um, wow. Yeah. So, and then with the placenta, we just waited till it stopped pulsing. And then it was actually um, pretty funny because the midwives were looking at my placenta and I was like, is, is something different? Like, what do you think? And they were like, Anna, this is the largest placenta we have ever seen. Like, this is the most robust placenta. Mm-hmm. And I was like, you know, it is kind of like, big to be maneuvering around the baby. So we waited <laughs> and then um, we decided to like cut the cord just to make the baby like a little bit more comfortable. And just, it was so big that like we kind of like just whisked it away to the other room. Um, so, yeah. And then we decided that we wanted to keep it. And so we just had it dried and, and we mixed it into some soil. And so now we have like a family tree that we've been taking care of too like since the baby was born. So that was kind of cool. Um, and so, yeah, they said it was like a two pound placenta. And then also I was so shocked because um, our son, he was the biggest baby I ever had. And like, I felt like I didn't even feel, <laughs> I didn't even feel like two months sensation of him like coming out um, mm. you know, because of that, like in call birth. So he was 9.7 ounces, which, you know, is pretty big compared to like my seven pound daughter. And (laughs) it's a little different. Yeah, it was definitely different. But, um, you know, that just was like a testament to like, wow, look at how healthy and how big this baby is like, isn't that like such a great like sense of security of like, I don't have to really worry about like my baby, like losing weight, like postpartum. Um, so uh, it was just really cool. I was like reassured in that sense. And keep in mind, like I didn't have like a lot of ultrasounds, like after, um, after that 20 week mark, that was the only ultrasound that we did. So it was, you know, we did exercise like a lot of trust, like, of course, like, you know, we kind of monitored the baby's position and, you know, I did like those self-examinations, like I checked him and I educated myself about like being able to tell like where he is as far as his position, like, is he in the right place? Um, And it was just really cool to see what happens, like, if you just keep your hands like out of birth. (laughs) Yeah. 
Oh man, Anna, what a, what an incredible story and what a beautiful way to have just to have been so intentional in how your family, uh, the role that they played each one of them in your preparation and then in your birthing experience and how that actually did come to fruition in such a powerful and positive way. And in a way that really and truly did exactly what it was that you were hoping this experience would do, that it truly did draw you all together. It truly was such a massively bonding experience. I I think that so many other families, if they realized that that was something that they could do, if they realized that this birth could be such a springboard, they would jump on that. Um, so this has been such a wonderful example of what opportunities are out there, what what people can do and what they can expect. It has been such a joy to hear your story in its entirety, um, all of the details of how it all came to be. Anna, thank you so much for coming on the Happy Home Birth Podcast. I'm so happy that I was able to share that with you. And um, thank you so much for being a part of my journey and like giving me this platform to share, you know, the testimony that I have and just all glory to God, to God and his power for looking over the details of our lives. So thank you again for having me. And I'm really happy that I can, you know, share my story with you and, and tell you like, it's been such a joy from day one, like meeting you and to be able to be here and be like, Hey, everything that we did, all the changes we made, it paid off. And I'm so glad that I had um, this podcast as a resource. I'm so glad that I learned to like ask for help and, and take that opportunity when it was um, presented and learn to like find my own voice to speak up as a mom. So thank you for showing me how to do that and empowering me to be able to be here. How beautiful was Anna's story. As we head into today's episode roundup, several points stick out to me. Number one, for many in the mainstream, it can be easy to be fooled into the belief that complexity is akin to safety. The hospital system with its procedures, its protocols, its uniforms and medications, it can provide an unfortunately false sense of superiority to simplicity, to allowing our bodies to do exactly what they were designed to do, exactly how they were designed to do it. When we put our trust in a medical complex instead of our own brilliant, innate physical intelligence, we almost always leave something beautiful on the table. And next, this very same system, it so frequently minimizes the magnificence of birth. And how can it not? It's a routine. It's a job. The goal is to prevent disaster, not to allow for transformation and for beauty. When this is the environment we're in, it can be easy to miss the absolute wonder of what you've just experienced. If you find yourself in a hospital, be sure to remember that even though this is a regular day for your OB or midwife, it's a day of life change for you. Do not let them downplay the magnificence of what has just happened. And finally, let's end where we began. Birth is a family event. It can involve your little ones, and it can serve as a catalyst to a new way of being together. I always say that birth is magnetic. May it pull you all together. 
never to be separated. Now, before we go, I wanted to mention that Anna has started a blog. To learn more from her beautiful wisdom, be sure to follow along. The link is in the show notes. Okay, my friends, that's all I've got for you for today. I'll see you back here next week. Thanks for listening to this week's episode. Are you looking to extend the home birth support, encouragement, and education? Join us in our Facebook group, Happy Home Birth Podcast Community, and check us out on Instagram at Happy Home Birth Podcast.